Well, first of all, welcome in on this Friday, July the 2nd. Obviously, this is Darren McCarty, four-time Stanley Cup champion, here with the Darren McCarty Show, joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Belegian. How you doing, Shawnee B? Tremendous, Mac. Uh, you know what? The smoker's going right now, so anytime that happens, I'm a happy man. Well, that's the the huge thing. We got so much to get to, so much going on here in the in Metro Detroit, obviously tonight, big playoff game for your neighbor, Habs, man. Uh, unfortunately, his prediction this time, uh, Habs in three will not come to fruition. But game three is very important for the Montreal Canadiens tonight. We will get to stuff like that. Uh, obviously, going on in this city right now, we have the Rocket Mortgage Classic. A lot of stuff's been made uh, about Phil Mickelson and... The article's coming out with him. We'll talk about that. Uh, Detroit uh, Football Club, shout out to the Northern Garden La Rouge are playing for their championship tomorrow night in Hamtramck, which uh, anybody, that might be the best the best thing going live in the city this weekend. And you also have the White Sox, the, the first uh, place White Sox, playing our pesky Tigers. So it should be a test. It's supposed to be nice. We're going to get to the what's in the grill, what's in the microwave in our last section again, and you already got the grill going, so holy happy 4th of July, happy Canada Day that just passed to everybody else. I hope you're having a good a good time and a good weekend. The weather seems to behave. So let's start with the NHL. Uh, what have you seen so far, Sean, in your impression of... and your impression of uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and where this series goes? Well, to all the people that thought that they had played uh, a lot of hockey the last couple of years and looked gassed the last couple games of that series against the Islanders, and they did at time, uh, they certainly got rejuvenated. Uh, they have they have looked uh, tremendous. And the thing about them, Mac, you can't make mistakes against them. If you make a mistake, it, it's going to end up in the back of your net. And um, I think we talked about this last week, and I, I know I've said this a few times. Carey Price has been phenomenal. He looks like the guy from seven years ago. He really does. Andre Vasilevsky, in my opinion, is the best goalie in the league, and he has shown it. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, that second period of, of game number two, I don't think this is an overstatement. The Habs dominated. Dominated. It was insane. It was like they were on the power play for minutes at a time, and, and Vasilevsky made save after stop after save after stop. And, you know, they go the other way late and get that that just dagger of a goal with three-tenths of a second left. And, you know, game, set, match from that point in time. So uh, you can't make mistakes against that team. I mean, what Steve Eiserman built there, and, and I don't want to take any credit away from Julian Brisebois either. I, I think he, he's, you know, added to what was already there. But there's a reason, Mac, that they've hung around for the last seven years. There's a reason. Well, Julian Blisbois, who's a general manager now and taken over from Steve Eisman, who was Steve Eisman's assistant at the time, put the icing on the cake. And what do I mean by that? He brought in the guy like a David Savard, who's a number six defenseman. He brought in Blake Coleman, who we saw. That's not that's like the third time he scored a one-handed goal. That might not be his most impressive one-handed goal. But it reminds me so much, as I've talked about before and I've talked about all week, of us trying to repeat in 98 against Washington. They had Ole Colzik. Montreal's got uh, Carey Price. You know, having the confidence of being there last year, and especially this is where losing, right? Like, I, I've heard this argument about, 
well, you don't really have to lose to win. You can learn how to win. But right now, right, where you have the goaltender, and the, yes, Tampa didn't play their best game. Montreal, they were going to take advantage because even their little guys, the Suzuki's, the Caulfield's, looked very impressive in the second period. But again, when you have the Vasilevsky there, so it reminds me, do you remember game two in 98 finals was when we were down um, – by two two times in the game, Esatikin and missed the open net. Drapes and I were talking yep. about this the other day, and Drapes and we tied it up, and Drapes scored in overtime. But that's what championship teams do, and you learn that from not doing it before. So it's so imperative that, that Montreal scores first. I mean, it's not it, it's so cliche, but I mean, you you talk about dagger, you talk about you know goals at the end of the of the period and stuff like that. You look at the way the third period ended. Um, my question to you, Sean, not so much more as we'll see over the weekend how the series is going to play out, but there's Andre Vasilevsky and this Tampa Bay team, to me, they're on the precipice of us talking about a dynasty here, right? And, and a new age sort of dynasty and, and to be able to do some of the things it's in comparables to what the Pittsburgh's have done, but it's to be the consistency of it. And Hey, I don't care what you say. The biggest loss might have been the first-round loss for them to Columbus a few years ago. Oh, I'm not going to argue. I remember you talking about that. I'll give you full credit for that. We were we were texting each other, and you were like, yep. okay, they got over the hump. Look out now. And that's exactly what happened for the rest of that playoff. And, Mac, you got to remember, this, is, this has been – you know, seven years that they've been a really good team. You know, they, they were beat up when they played the Habs back in 2014 and ended up getting swept. They got their revenge the next year and, and you know, were able to move on to the Stanley Cup. And it, it took them a few years to get it, but they got it in 2020. And that's exactly what Steve Eisenman's trying to do here. And you know that better than anybody. This isn't like, let's get good and make this miraculous run and golly gee, take our chances. But to be a team that's legitimately in it year in and year out and it takes time to do that when you bring that up sean does that not excite you what you're watching because you know like that was the test project for him and you look at how it looked worked out so he's only steve eisenman i'm talking about is only going to tweak and try to do it and get there quicker and you see the proofs in the pudding by the development of the young guys and not just the most siders but the Joe Valenos, and then you look at the Rasmussens, and you look at, you know, moving things on. I think we you look back and you say, you know, Anthony the Anthony Mantha trade, but to get Jacob Verana and to see how Steve knows how to put a team together because, you know, the epitome is you look at that Tampa Bay team. That's who you want to resemble. Now, it doesn't mean wins or losses, but it means competitive year after year after year. And so, like, how do you, my question to you on this is, does Montreal, are they just happy that they made it to the finals now? Or do you expect them that this could, people could be surprised and they should? Because I got a lot of people picking them to win tonight. Yeah, I think so. I really do. Um, I I don't think they've played as a team that's been happy to be there. I, I really don't. Game one kind of got away from them in the third period. Make no mistake about that. Game two, they were the better team for a, a good majority of the night. I shouldn't say that. Check that. How about controlled the play um, would be a better way to say that because 
how do you call a team a better team when you have Vasilevsky at the other end? And, and he was he was outstanding. But you know, I, I mean, look at the goals that have gone in. Okay, this one this one was a bad giveaway. Okay, well check. Uh, this one this one was a deflected puck in front. Check. I mean, they're doing so many little things and taking advantage of everything that is afforded afforded to them. Uh, Mac, to me, I don't care who you root for. You can't help but watch the Tampa Lightning and say to yourself, my gosh, I wish my team played like that. You know, it's not just the skill. It's all those little things and all those little things that help your Detroit Red Wings win four Stanley Cups as well. And this is where it is from my experience is, is it's either Montreal comes out and uses that momentum and finds a way to get a couple by Vasilevsky, which is so hard to do because he shuts the doors in the biggest game. But what you, I expect is Tampa's big guns to come through and be big guns tonight. Braden Point, Steven Stamkos, and Nikita Kucherov. That's what I expect uh, in this game three because they know how close they are. So um, thanks for joining us here on the Darren McCarty Show here on AM760 WJR. Uh, when we come back, we got the 50-year-old PGA champion who did, folks, made the cut on the number. Him and Bubba Watson will be here this weekend at the Rocket Mortgage down at the Detroit Golf Club. We're going to talk about that and talk about Maybe you heard a little bit about what's going on, but uh, I got to give some props to Phil here uh, on the latest. So stick around here. This is Darren McCarty Show, M760 WAR. Hope everybody's having a great Friday to their Independence Day uh, long weekend. So much going on down in Detroit in the area for all us golf enthusiasts. Uh, obviously, to have a PGA Tour event, the Rocket Mortgage Classic here in Detroit, and to have some of the big names that showed up yes ricky fowler bubba watson actually bryson dechambeau who fired his or his caddy quit or something like this so he missed the cut so we ain't worried about that but phil mickelson yes lefty if you haven't heard there was an article written by rob schnell of the detroit news and i'll give you the coles notes because i was uh talked to tony paul who's trusted uh source at the detroit news also that they brought up information that had just been released from 14 years ago that bookie here in the area and we all know that we didn't have sports betting at the time and if you don't think that we all didn't have books or whatever this is part of the, the great old american way just like when prohibition was here i'm sure back in the day everybody drank so it not everybody most people but anyways so uh phil had uh this guy had owed him a half a million we all know phil mickelson likes to gamble um famous for betting ball 100 couple hundred grand on Baltimore Ravens in the Super Bowl in the past and winning so uh, he didn't like the article he thought that it misrepresented he sort of and he put it out in a way where you know it it made me think and Neil Rule the voice of the Oakland Grizzlies basketball and the voice of Detroit uh, City football La Rouge um, brought it to my attention. Remember, uh, Sean, they got the big match coming up with Brady and Rodgers and DeChambeau and Mickelson. And isn't it just coincidental how how Phil is able to sort of not make himself look like the bad guy because, you know, being older and the schedule and stuff, and we know he sort of went out of his way. 
a little bit in a self-serving, I would think, way. But just an update on it because Phil had said that he wasn't going to return. It's it's unfortunate, but a good buddy of uh, ours and uh, the Metro Detroit golfers, uh, Mike Sullivan, uh, a media member uh, who runs the Metro Detroit golfers, have put that together a petition to get 50,000 signatures for Phil. And Phil just came out about half an hour ago, and uh, Brad Galley from Channel 7 reported. Phil's quote, if he can get 50,000 and all these 50,000 agree to do one random act of kindness for another member of the community, I'm in. So That's awesome. all this sort of self-serving, but to me, Sean, I don't know how you feel, but it sort of like not only brings a spotlight to different things here in this state, I can only think that this is one of the times that I think this good press as far as from this area um, that there's more than all this stuff, but I, I sort of like it. And the way that Phil did it, I sort of like, that's why Phil's, that was sort of his, uh, if you follow him on Twitter or Instagram, he has fireside chats. And Phil's a calculated guy. I I, I saw a little more calculation into this than just a guy blowing up. How did you see it? You know, Mac, my, my first thought was um, I wish that, Phil would have given himself a night to sleep on it as opposed to react. Uh, this morning when it came up in conversation, I, I, I kind of said, you know, look, this is something I think the next day he's probably looking at and going, uh, I shouldn't have said that. Because, you know, what you're doing is you're, you're punishing an area, you're punishing an entity for the act of, of, of quite frankly, a – certain individual and 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 i think phil's better than that and i think he's shown that he's better than that look it's not that long ago that i think a lot of people had mixed feelings on phil and you know as time has passed i think people have seen he he is more genuine than i think people thought and mac i think it's safe to say he's become a fan favorite and and he should use that to his advantage doing something like he had initially said is not using that to his advantage. It just isn't. And uh, Mac, you know what? Now a few hours later and with the developments of this afternoon, I tend to go over to Camp McCarty. Maybe this was a little bit more calculated. Maybe he knew what he was doing all along and was kind of crazy and sly like a fox. Well, you know what? Or it could be a bit of both. Right. And, and and he took it and he nurtured it into a situation that sort of maybe can benefit because here's the thing. Right. I'm thinking as a professional and Phil, if he wanted to get out of town, he was only one stroke. He had to grind to finish. Even, you got it. Or to, for got the day. It. So to me, if I want to leave town, there's so many ways you could throw a shot and miss the cut and stuff like this, which is probably I'm not saying he did it. But would, would be more with the dishevelment of DeChambeau that it was more of a deterrent because of his caddy and stuff like that where he wasn't interested. But to me, just the fact that maybe there's like this growth here. And I see a different Phil than I did when it was him battling Tiger for the, the, the two best. I see this, this guy that can un- understands maybe his role. More or less, but you know what, Sean? Why? Why would you and I? I'm. You defer to me. I'm gonna defer to the most positive guy I know. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday night. It's time for Mr. Positive Warriors. Warriors. Right from Shelby, bro. What do you think? Is Phil B? What do you think of all this Phil Mickelson stuff? And 
Do you uh, like the positivity that's come out of it? Yes, I do. But here's the thing. Why did the guy bring this article up 14 years later? Uh, was it contrived? Was it necessary for them to bring to light it, something that happened 14, was, 20 years ago? But it I was just, brought. So I'll, here's the information that I received, Greg, okay. is that it was new information that had gone out in a court that had been. So it, the information hadn't been out, sort of like like a released uh, file. Right, so people that so the information and everything that the the powers that be knew. Now, obviously, if you look, follow the money. P papers are trying to to make noise. Obviously, you get one shot when a big guy comes in town. It doesn't. I know from trying to sell newspapers and stuff like that. It was it distasteful. Well, that's uh, a question of scruples, in my opinion. But but it, it makes it makes you wonder. But I just wondered, like, I like that I see that there's positivity coming out of this. Yes. At the end of the day, there's positivity. And I, I, do you see that? Yes, I do. And before we go any further, D-Mac and Shawnee B, warriors, follow your dreams with head held high. Without you to hold them, they would wither and die. Hit me. But yes, uh, D-Mac, you are so spot on. And I got a feeling I don't think Montreal has a chance against Tampa. Number one. Uh, number two, um, were you pleased with Connor McDavid winning the MVP, uh, the, uh, uh, the MVP award for the National Hockey League? Absolutely. I mean, the season that he put <laughs> up, I don't think there's a question. It's the same. I think it's the same thing as, uh, why don't you just give Shohei Otani the, the MVP right now? <laughs> I don't you, care I what his ERA blows up to, right? You know, hey, so. Sorry. Sorry to get off on a tangent, but uh, no, I love you're all your good, show. Greg. You're the best. Love uh, you. You're the best. You enjoy your Independence Day weekend. All right. I love it, too. That's Greg from Shelby. Appreciate you, bro. Um, to that you know, to, to that point about Connor McDavid, it, yeah, regular season, he's the best player, but best team usually wins in the playoff, doesn't it? Don't they, Sean? That's what we're seeing. Yeah, pretty hard to deny that. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Now, listen, I, I don't you know, blame Greg or anybody else for saying Tampa looks like they're overmatching the Habs. Absolutely. Uh, no doubt. I, you know, I, this is one thing you have to remember, and maybe they're using that, and I want to ask you a question about something in a second in regards to that. Everybody thought they were dead, including yours truly, when they were down 3-1 to the Leafs, and they were awful in Game 4. They got shut out in Game 4. It was unwatchable. And Toronto coming back home, of course they're going to close out the Habs in 5, and we know how that worked out. Mac, is there any any oomph to the boys now that their coach is coming back tonight? Oh, absolutely. You've been in the room. Yeah, you, the, okay. you called it Good. earlier, Sean. You said it. You called it earlier when you said this team isn't happy to be anywhere. Man, these guys are, are, are playing hard every shift and stuff like this. Now, having their coach come back, going home, you know, having the confidence, they just they know they have to play that more of a perfect game. To me – like, Carey Price has been uh, St. Peter or St. Paul. He hasn't been Jesus Price, right? Yeah. He's got to be yeah. Jesus Price. He's got to no be doubt. Jesus Price. He can't be. No and, and for the rest of us to be a disciple, that'd be great, right? Where that, that more Vasilevsky has that, where he's always a disciple at the least. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things that, that you're going to get Montreal's best effort, 
But the thing is, is it enough? Because I think you're going to get Tampa's best effort too. Because they know what rides on it. Yeah, no, it's going to be a Danny. Must see TV, must see TV, just like anything else. Thanks for listening. We still got half hour to go. Want to touch on, uh, hey, did you hear what Alpha Positive, yeah, Coach Danny. Happy Friday Eve to a fireworks Sunday here on this July the 2nd. Um, yeah, I think, uh, Sean, to your point, uh, it's going to be a great game tonight in the NHL final. A no-miss uh, no hockey game. And uh, it'll determine uh, what's going on. Obviously, being up 3 uh, nothing and being up 2-1 is a whole difference. But home ice might be an advantage. It just sucks. And... Montreal, that they don't have more than 3,500 fans. There'll be 20,000 outside, but 3,500 inside. I so. Thank you. I, explain that to me. I, I'm sorry. I'm so I done can't. with the logic. It, it's come on. I mean, and, and it, Mac, you've been there, okay? For, for, uh, uh, for people that aren't aware, there is this area in front of the, re, uh, the arena and this very popular sports bar across the street, the casual sport, and everybody gets in this plaza and they cram, I mean, literally cram 20,000 people in there. How on earth could that be safe under those draconian measures? I'm, I'm sorry, it just doesn't make sense. Well, good thing we're not in draconia, but where we are, we're in the heart <laughs> of Lions country right now, uh, getting all the respect around the league, uh, ranking the roster, 31 of the 32 teams, ranking our coach, 31 out of 32 although we, we did get a little bit of props when they they used it as uh, coach quarterback tandem i think they put golf and dan campbell as like the fifth that the, they were a wrestling tag team uh number one was uh ben rothsberger and mike tomlin but uh dan campbell came out with another one of his quotes and i looked for it again and i don't know where i put it but i'm going to paraphrase it and it was pretty much that these are men, I'm not carrying around the toilet paper, they can wipe their own butts, I'm not wiping anybody's butt, and we'll keep it that way until things change further. So pretty much the, the translation of that is, I'm gonna treat you like a man. We're gonna have respect and you're gonna, you know, which is, I think as a player is everything that you look for, everything you want, um, and to go to work. So for me, Getting the disrespect from from the national media or whatever like that is exactly where this team deserves to be. And you, it's about work ethic. It's setting the foundation. It's doing that. Now it's time to do it on the field. But you know we're getting closer and closer. Uh, not only the training camp, but to the season this year. And any uh, any thoughts on where uh, you know the progress or, or what more to expect until then? You, Mac, honestly, I, I feel a lot very similar to, to the situation with, with the Red Wings, to be honest with you. Not yet. And, and so many people seem to get, like, upset about that. I mean, they're playing the long game for the first time in my lifetime. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I think you and I have lived through so many different regimes where these guys have come out and written checks that their behinds couldn't cover and talked about how they were going to do this, that, and the other thing. And, you know, again, guys, it, it, I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to figure out they are they are playing chess right now. They're looking ahead to getting those extra draft picks from the Rams to, you know, uh, changing the culture and, and bringing more talent in here. And I'm 
totally cool with that. I don't think that's a negative thing. I, I think it's a positive thing. That's how you have to operate in the National Football League. And I, I always bring up these two examples. I think the Miami Dolphins and, and the Cardinals are two teams not that long ago people thought, oh, my gosh, what a mess. And look how quickly they were able to turn things around. And both of them, in my opinion, are on the cusp of, you know, maybe – getting in and knocking on the door the way that the Browns did last year. Um, So to me, I'm not even looking at this year in terms of, you know, at the, at the end of the season, Mac, the best way to say it, if the lions go, let's, let's play a game of pretend they go six and 11. I'm not going to be upset because they're playing the long game. They really are. They want to build something and, and, and start with, you know, the basics of getting those two lines together. And, you know, yeah, we'll address this, you know, down the line. We'll address that down the line. I, I think they're playing it very, very nicely. But but isn't the thing, Sean, what you want? Because what we haven't had for our lifetime, right, which is 50 years uh, or so, is the fact that everybody tried to quick fix it or plug in place and you need this and did it differently to me wins and losses don't matter anything this year i don't care if they go 17 it's how they play it's how they compete what's the most frustrating thing as a lions fan it's the pre-snap penalties the undisciplined the false starts not being on the same page i can take winning and losing and as long as we're competitive and we compete and you see where we're going and and that's what i see like there's a couple couple things that i think are playing into our favor i don't know if people saw tj hawkinson they made a where uh travis kelsey and george kittle two of the best tight ends they hold tight end university well there was a picture of uh our boy tj hawkinson winning taking the belt the championship belt out of tight end university right which which is props right there to to build in something you know you mentioned the the offensive line the defensive line to me it's about attitude right about bringing this attitude and it's going to you know it used to be going to work pistons it used to be like grind line but it's bringing that attitude and i think why dan campbell works is because who he surrounded himself self with right guys that are smarter than him on different things that he trusts right? Brad Holmes putting this thing together. It's the long game. And I think because now it's like we planted two years ago, we had no plants, nothing growing, no seeds. Now you look at, you look at uh, Little Caesars, right? Okay. You see Eiserman and, and you got a field, you got a crop or whatever. Okay. That crop's growing. It's still going to take time. Then you look at the Pistons, what they just picked off the first overall pick of the draft, well, that means that their crop can rise quicker, right? They got a, a, something that doesn't take 90, day, 90 days. It takes 30 days. You look across to the Tigers, and, oh, I don't know if you notice this, but, man, they've been playing decent competitive baseball for the past two months. Mickey just hit over 300 for the month of June. He's six away from 500. There's good things going on and then we got the lines that we're all waiting for so please i think as fans let's just get it right and and i and I, and that's why i'm excited and Amen. excited because it's oh. different and you you and i both see it we see we see everything pretty much the same because we have common sense sean 
I mean, that, that's pretty much <laughs> what it is, and we've been around. That's my opinion anyways, uh, and, I'll, and I'll stick to it. But you got to like, like, you look at this weekend, right? Let's move this over to Tigers. You know, the, the, when the White Sox used to come into town, you look at the, the – we just swept Cleveland. In Cleveland, and I don't care that they're hurt or whatever, you still get the job done, right? I mean, there's shines of brilliance, you know, of, of the future. You know, not only that, up and coming, look at the baseball down the pipeline. The future's all-star game. We got two guys, Riley Green, Torkelson playing. You can actually watch that game to see those guys without having to drive to somewhere else. Which, by the way, best news in the Tigers organization is the Erie Seawolves. The AA team just re-signed a 10-year deal with the Tigers. That's where all the they, – they, they develop guys down there real well. So, um, like, it's just if we all get on the same. And, and if anybody doesn't know, going in, down in Hamtramck this weekend is the championship for Detroit football uh, – Detroit City Football Club, LaRouge. They uh, haven't lost all year. And, and uh, you know, this will be quite an accomplishment for them, too, to bring for all the soccer fans – uh, around so it's a real exciting time um, no matter what it is even for being an SOL same old lines but the rankings don't bother me because it just when you don't have the expectations it means you can shove it in people's you know where a little bit faster well and it's funny Mac I, I mean I, I can't tell you how many times I, I have been accused like in my like honestly my excitement of, of Dan Campbell and of Brad Holmes, and I, because I don't think it's going to happen right away, why are you a hater? Why are you a pessimist? Can I tell you why I'm a hater and I'm a pessimist? Because I look at this roster and I see holes all over it, and so do they. And yeah. that's that is but you're wonderful. Pe- that's People exactly. People don't like you know reality. What? People don't Mac, like reality. I sat, I sat across from Bob Quinn three years ago on the eve of training camp, and I I said to him. And and I like Bob personally. I do. This is not bagging Bob as a person. But I said to Bob, after they made the move to Matt Patricia, I said, you know, you you said you, you, you had to improve this roster and you wanted to bring your guy in and everything. How close is this roster? Without hesitation, he, he said, very close. These guys aren't lying about who they are and where they are. They aren't writing the checks that so many lion regimes have done in the past, you know? So you, Ray, and, and it has been delusional, and it has been, you know, head-scratching and things like that. That's what I like about these guys. It's different than what we've seen. Absolutely. And you know what has – it has to be the player mentality because they shoot you straight like they want to be shot straight because they've been there before. And, and then don't forget – you don't have a green coach. You got a guy that that put in some time, interim time in Miami, and then went and coached under one of the best in Sean Payton. So I you don't. Got it. I mean, it just makes sense to me putting the pieces together. I always tell you, I don't. I, I don't need to know the right or wrong. I'll decide which way morally I'll go on that. I need to know the why. And right there, they need to know the why. And it seems. Like everybody around, and and you know what, uh, Alavil is still, you know, the, the the weakest link. But but it's getting better over there. But you know, I I see just like this weekend, a lot of sunshine and a lot of celebrating in our future. So, you know what, guys, we're gonna take a break here, pay these bills, and we're gonna get to yes, everybody wants to know 
what the hell's Jay got in the microwave for the week long weekend? Oh yeah, and what the hell Sean got in the smoker on the grill in the freaking deep freezer, deep fryer, all this stuff coming up. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Darren McCarty show. Well, we do it every week. And this week it just seems like it's the Christmas of barbecuing. Obviously Independence Day coming, everybody's got their hot dogs, their hamburgers potato salad all that fun time no matter where you are we here at the Darren McCarty show for all the fellas hope that you enjoy and for anybody please anybody who plays around with those firecrackers do not Jean-Pierre Paul yourself which means we want you to return to the listening next Friday with all your digits Bob before we get started on the grill do any of you donkeys partake in firing off fireworks uh i'll go yes. first i do not i like having all not. 10 fingers see jay you and i uh that's jason on the ones and twos he uh see that's why we get along it's common sense jay you got it they, Sean, sca- they scare me to death <laughs> i do uh you know you know what i i uh i go to the grocery store and get the little ones for the kids but then i get a couple of the bigger ones later at night and the one thing that i will say is alcohol and fireworks don't mix it if, if you're going to do something like that uh, i i you know have your water bucket ready all of those things uh i i don't if i'm letting off fireworks like the real stuff i i'm not having any drinks with it but yes yes i do uh, my parents okay. won't let me play with matches, so I'm not allowed. As they shouldn't, Eric, as they should not. Uh, every, every so often I do. Last couple of years I've gone over to a buddy's house because he's got two uh, younger daughters who they'll set off some fireworks for them and all that. So I'll go over and uh, watch him you know, set off some stuff. But overall, no, I'm not really big into the, you know, doing all that. Absolutely does nothing for me. I'm a big fireworks uh, guy. Big uh, fireworks like, guy. Like shoot, like you, you're stopping at the side of the road there where they got them pulled up, and you're loading up your back of your car with them. I, if I if I have the funds to do so, I was wondering why yes. he had seven toes. <laughs> now I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's me not and JPP hang out all the time. Bold move, wearing uh, open toe sandals <laughs> with that kind of thing too. That's great. Uh, so 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 B, is there is there, do you have a favorite? Uh, like the, is there like the, the ones Cadillac? that go boom? Yeah, I like those. <laughs> those just happen to be the ones I'm scared of. So, Sean, you were talking about guys drinking and doing fireworks. I think we found a culprit right there. No, 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 no. Boom. The ones that go boom. Whoa. This is the face that needs to be Feed on the like side boom. of the package. Whoa. I'm going to be part of wow, a PSA in a few years. You might be. Yeah, Feed like you boom. should be. Why not? Exactly, in your seven toes. All right, good. Uh, So hopefully we'll see Brandon next week. Uh, If not, uh, great knowing you, kid. Great job. But, uh, Sean, Sean just – I don't know if this was the the most sinister thing I've ever seen, but he just sent (laughs) two beautiful pictures, one that he was shoving into the oven because it needed some cooking, and another one that looked – just rubbed, tubbed, dubbed, holy smucks. That looked unbelievable. Will you tell me about those two? What do you have there? Uh, so that these are the, this is, this is the, uh, the Boston butt, as we called it, uh, used for pork, uh, pulled pork. 
And what I do is I rub it down with uh, some Dijon mustard Ooh, and, Dijon. and have a little base. I don't load it on there. Some people load it on there. I kind of use that as a base. And then I cover it thoroughly, thoroughly uh, with my pork rub. And then I put it in the smoker. I, I like to say uh, this baby's going to take a 16-hour nap. So I put wow. that in today at about 3.30. So if my math is correct, and math has never, ever, ever been a strong suit for me, uh, I am going to take this off at about 7.30 tomorrow morning. Yes, sir. We just we did a little less than 12 hours. Yeah. So what, what I do then is because people aren't coming over for a few hours after that, I wrap it in a, I wrap it in a towel, like, you know, like swaddling clothes. I put it in a cooler, in a cool, dry place, no ice or anything in there, and I, I let those juices kind of settle. And believe it or not, it even continues to cook for a while, and you'd be surprised even after three hours of being in that cooler, you take that thing out, and it's pretty darn hot. So, um, wow. yeah, that's that's – that's that's number one, and then I've got um, five racks of ribs that are going to go on as soon as this comes off. Thank and I've got for all some you Canadians fans. My, my yeah, I, I've got Thank I've got uh, some bacon brisket burgers, and I've got Ooh. Uh, some of my favorite sausages. So uh, yeah, I'm, I I kind of like my lineup. I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of like my lineup today. So is is Saturday the big barbecue day or Sunday or both? Yes, it's it's Saturday because I you know I'm I'm working on Sunday. I'll be out at, at the Rocket Mortgage Classic and we we have we're joining uh, Sports Wrap and Spin on Golf together. So oh, awesome. uh, yeah, I'll be out there. So we're having the annual barbecue on uh, July third. We call that the old double dip. Uh, that's a winning winning. And figuring yep. out how you get the barbecue and the golf and everything like that, which is great. All right. More importantly, Jay, that microwave stuff, bro. Yes. What do you got? Now, what here, you got? The, I'm actually, I, I went and saw the doc this week. And uh, the doc's got me uh, on a different diet now. So, gone are the days of the Hot Pockets and the, and the Tina's Burritos. You know, I'm 42 years old now, so I got to start watching what I eat. So, I actually grilled this afternoon up some pork chops. Hadn't had pork chops in a while. But wow. didn't bread them or anything, just plain, a little bit of seasoning on them because I'm kind of st- – this is the second day of this this new thing I'm trying. So, um, so yeah, so they're not – it's not going to be a lot of crazy stuff. It's just going to be – because I do grill a lot at home. I live by myself, so if I grill a lot, I got a lot of leftovers. So, um, oh, well, then you can use it that way. And look yeah. at it. It's just the evolution of whatever else – like you said, that's a perfect segue, right? Because it's about option and about taking care of yourself, and whether it's your your diet, whether it's you know uh, it's the option of the cannabis, whether it, no matter what right. what it is to choose what you put in your body, and and that's that's the whole thing. Um, don't worry, dude. I got some Tina's burritos here. I'm gonna uh, do, <laughs> eat in your I, honor. I may so I may sneak them in every now and then, but Attaboy. Uh, not that, as much as it. before. <laughs> That's as much as before. Eric, I got a question for you because you were on the grounds of Detroit Golf Club today, correct? Yes, sir. And uh, um, every how was the outcrying or the – first of all, was there a lot of people there? Oh, yeah, there was actually a fairly good amount of people there. It was it was a kind of fun experience to see the, the stands somewhat full and uh, full of happy patrons. 
Did you uh, watch from anywhere? Did you follow Phil around? Or uh, I, of course, I followed Lefty for a little while. Uh, kind of bounced around a little bit to some different spots. Uh, that 313, how they have it set up, is super cool. So I hung up by the par 3 for a little while. Uh, but for the most part, I tried to stay with Phil. Oh, that's that's awesome. And then you, you also said that everybody was giving Phil a lot <laughs> yeah. of love. A lot of, lot of love for Phil, a lot of please come back and all that. And uh, best one I heard was someone cheering out, uh, please come back, Phil. Do you want us to get rid of that reporter for you? So just that kind of stuff. But a lot of please come back. We love you, Phil, and all that. And, you know, it, it was it was great uh, to see. And yeah, just and, and I, I told Aaron this, like, it's great, but Phil acknowledges everyone. For all his credit, Phil gives everybody that thumbs up. So I, I enjoyed that. That was super cool. Got to be a couple feet away from him for a brief moment. Uh, but my favorite part of the week with Phil, and because uh, I know how much you love Bryson, uh, Mac, was the whole uh, Phil bending the iron and putting it back in the bag. Just a little prank on Bryson uh, before the match later this week. Yeah, that that uh, when he did that in the practice round, I said, well, they have a very good relationship. <laughs> you know, and, and he probably said, Bryson probably said to him before anyways, is that, hey, I'm going to switch my irons out after this round anyways. So anybody who's going out, check out if you get a chance. Uh, weather's supposed to be great, whether it's Detroit City Football Club, 7.30 tomorrow night in Hamtramck, any of the Tigers game this weekend, or the Detroit um, Rocket Mortgage Classic. Whatever you do, whatever you eat, wherever it is, enjoy yourself. Stay safe, everybody. Um, enjoy this 4th of July. We're halfway through 2021. We will see you next Friday for Sean Belegian, Eric Dorch, Brandon Blake, Jay on the ones and twos. I'm Darren McCarty. Have a great weekend. See you next Friday.